Dear Lord, we humbly come before you this evening to fellowship together as a church, as a body, one body in Christ Jesus. Lord, we're here to receive from you. Some of us, we're tired mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We're here to be refilled. We're here to be refreshed. We're here to be re-energized. We cannot get that from you, Lord. From anywhere else, we can only get that from you. So we ask that, Lord, you fill every emptiness in our hearts, our soul, and our minds. Fill us up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, give me the utterance to speak your word with boldness, with confidence, with authority, with truth. Use me as a vessel of honor, O oh God. I'm just a mere man. I'm just a pencil for your master's use, O oh God. Hand over my mind to you, Lord. Whatever it is that you want to speak to all of us, we are all here to learn, O oh God. Open our hearts to be receptive and our minds to be attentive, to take heed to your word. And most importantly, O oh God, enable us to apply whatever it is that we're about to receive from you. This we ask in Jesus' precious, powerful name we have prayed. Amen. Today, I just want to briefly share with you guys, um, who are you based on? Who are you based on? Do you base who you are by the definition of who Jesus is? Christ said you are or do you base who you are based on life circumstances do you know children of God that Jesus was crucified because of his identity do you know that our purpose our actions our background lifestyle character and origin defined our identity the devil questioned the identity of Jesus and the Jewish rabbi the question the identity of Jesus and Pilate also questioned the identity of Jesus Jesus was killed yes because of our sins but the method in which he was killed was because of his identity he claimed to be God meaning he has a divine origin and he also claimed to be the king of the Jews so I want you and I to open our Bible to the book of John chapter 1 from verse 4 to 10 we're going to uh, compare the life of John the Baptist and Jesus to see how these two individuals identify themselves. It's very important as children of God to know who we are. If you don't know who you are, you can fall for anything. We live in a world where people can identify themselves as, I am gay, I am a lesbian, I am part of the LGBT, I am proud of it. Why can we as children of God be proud of who we identify ourselves with in Christ Jesus? Why can we say, I am a child of God? I am the beloved of God. Why can we say, I am born again? We live in a world where people are looking for identity. People are looking for ways to describe themselves. People are looking for ways to define who they are. If I ask you, who are you? Most times we define ourselves based on our occupation. I am an accountant. But it doesn't cross in our mind to identify ourselves, to tell somebody. If somebody asks you, Mama Jane, who you are, for you to say, I am a child of God. Except we have to be reminded of that when we come to church. But when you're interacting with your fellow human beings, when they ask you, who are you, Edith? Oh, I am, I'm from Uganda. I'm Ugandan. That's the first thing that comes in our mind. So we put aside our divine identity. We put aside what Christ has done for us on the cross and identify ourselves based on our background, our lifestyle. But I'm here to remind you that see yourself as Jesus sees you. See yourself as God sees you. Amen? 
Because when you see yourself as Jesus sees you, when you see yourself as God sees you, the devil cannot take hold on your life. The battle of identity, who you are. That is why our children can decide. We live in a world where the, the government, the educational institution can tell our children who or what they should be. They can change their gender. They can wake up one morning, you are a boy, I want to be a girl. All because of identity. That is the trend, identity crisis. We live in a world, people are dying because of identity. Look what it says in John chapter 1, verse 4 to 10. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Yes, every human being has a name. A specific name given to you by your parents. And this man came for a witness. Not only every human being has a name. Two things I've noticed in this life. Actually, three things about every human being that God created. All of us, we have a name. All of us have an identity. And all of us have a purpose in this life to accomplish. We acknowledge that we all have a name. But most of us don't even know our identity. Most of us don't even know our purpose, what we are born to do. We all know our names. But do you know your purpose in this life? Do you know who you are based on your identity? We identify here. There's a man who is sent by God. His name is who? John. And he came for what? To be a witness. That is his sole purpose on this earth. To be a witness, a forerunner of Jesus. To be a witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to be a witness of that light. That was a true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. You and I, just like John the Baptist, we are all witnesses of Jesus Christ. We are all these little lights. Well, when people see our little lights, they can be attracted to the bigger light. Through our lifestyle, through how we identify ourselves, people can come to us. I like who you, who you are. I like what you claim to believe. And I want to believe the God that you believe. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. So I'm just going to jump to 19 verse 34. I just want you guys to follow me. Now we're just focusing on John based on his identity and purpose. So we have read God. God was the one who sent him. And um, to be a witness, that was his purpose and he had a name. Um, now let's jump to... 19 i'm gonna read from 19 to 34 quickly now this is the testimony of john when the jews sent priests and levites from jerusalem to ask him who are you even jesus our savior himself asked his disciple who do you think men say that i am some of them came up with a whole bunch of answers and then he asked his disciples who do you think i am the question is who are you who do you base your life on? Life circumstances? Based on your past? Based on your background? Based on the economy? Based on Canada? Based on what's happening right now? Based on your lifestyle? Your, your preferences? Or do you base who you are based on what God says about you? It's in the Bible. They want to know who you are. You see, if you don't know who you are, people are not going to value you. People are not going to respect you. Because who you are carries a lot. There's an African 
uh, proverb that says, if you are a rich man and you are a poor man, there's two ways people approach you. If you are a poor man, people will approach you like this. Who are you? If you are a rich man, people will approach you like this. How are you? You see the difference? If you are a poor person, people will approach you. Who are you? If you are a rich person, people will approach you. How are you? Meaning that they already know who you are. Now they're asking, how is your family? How is life treating you well? But if you're a poor person, who are you? Where are you coming from? Who are you? Why are you on this earth? What do you have to offer to humanity? Why do you exist? Asking John the Baptist, who are you? And this was his confession. He himself did not really know who he was, John the Baptist. He said he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. True. Sometimes we lie about who we are. We make up stories about who we are on social media. How many of you <laughs> lie about who you are on social media? Tell the, tell the world who we are. And then <laughs> all because of identity, trying to prove to the world who we are. John said, I'm not going to deny. I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then are you, Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Wow. That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Everybody wants to know who you are in this life. And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. I like the fact that John the Baptist identified, responded by saying that I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. He's defining himself based on his earthly purpose for Christ Jesus as the forerunner. That's how he defined himself. As the prophet said, written in the scripture of old. And the people still did not believe. Now those who were sent from the Pharisees and they asked him saying, Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ? Not Elijah, not the prophet. You see, people are not going to believe you when you tell them who you are. I am a gospel artist. I'm a worshiper. That's what I do. That's my function. That's how I identify myself. No, you cannot be a gospel worshiper. You cannot be a pastor. Did you go to school to be a pastor? You cannot be a nurse. Yes, people are going to doubt your identity. People are going to doubt your purpose. It's okay. But know who you are and stick to it and be true to yourself. Amen? Now, let's jump to John chapter 3, verse 22 to 36. I'm just going to read quickly. We're getting somewhere. John chapter 3, verse, uh, verses 22 to 36. Let me read quickly. It says, after these things, Jesus and his disciple came into the land of Judea 
and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing, baptizing in Anon near Selim, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, again, his disciples identify him as a teacher, Rabbi, based on his function. That's who John is, he's a rabbi. You know, Jesus too is a rabbi. He who was with you beyond the Jordan, to him you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. For John to be who is, God gave it to him. Amen? So for you to have what you have, the gifts, the talents, the potential, all of those things are given to you from heaven. Amen? Just like John the Baptist obtained it. You yourself bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ. Because they try to make him to be something that is not. Know your place in life. Know your station in life. I have, I have been sent before him. He who, has, he, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. I like the analogy. He's a friend of Jesus. He's a worker of Jesus. He's a follower of Jesus. He's celebrating Jesus. Because the church is God's work. This church is God's building. We are all workers. That's what Paul says in the book of Corinthians that Apollos, because the church, they're so carnal, they're trying to compare ministers among each other. Paul says there are those who are called to build. There are those who are called to water. Everyone has a role to play. Division of labor in ministry. Everyone has a role to play to contribute into the work of God. Amen? So don't take your work very lightly. It makes a difference. Amen? And who does the increase? God. And each of you are rewarded for what you do. Amen? Those who build, they're rewarded. Those who plan, they're rewarded. Those who water, they're rewarded. Whatever you do for God, you're going to be rewarded. Amen? And it's essential. Above all, he who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Talking about Jesus. You see, John knows who Jesus is. How did that happen? Because God the Father revealed to John who Jesus is. And what he has seen and heard, but he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony is certified that God is true. For he who God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son, and he has given all things into his hand. And who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. Focuses on Jesus. As, as believers, as workers, as, as, as ministers, our goal is to bring people towards Jesus. Our goal is to glorify Jesus. Amen. We are the little lights. Our goal is to bring everybody to that bigger light. Amen. Now, let's jump to uh, Matthew chapter, uh, John chapter 7, verse 25 to 31. You're just in the book of John. It's an interesting book. We're getting somewhere. Hope you're catching up. Uh, John chapter 7, verse 25. Now, some of them from Jerusalem said, 
Is this not he whom they seek to kill? But look, he speaks boldly and they say nothing to him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is truly the Christ? Oh my God. Now we're talking about Jesus. The people were contemplating. This is truly the Christ. However, we know where this man is from. Oh my God. However, look at that word. However, we know where this man is from. They missed the Messiah because they were too familiar with the Messiah. They were too familiar with the Christ. However, we know where this man is from. However, I know where Edith is from. However, I know where Naparu is from. Even though they have seen that he is truly the Christ. But however, we know where this man is from. Is he not the son of the carpenter, Joseph? Who are you? Who is Jesus in the outside world? Then Jesus cried out as he taught in the temple saying, you both know me. You both know me. And you know where I'm from. And I've not come of myself. Jesus is trying to explain to these people. That guys, you know me. You know where I came from. I've not come for myself. I've explained to you guys. My origin is divine. I am the Christ. But I know him. For I am from him and he sent me. Therefore they sought to take him. But no one laid hand on him. Because his hour had not yet come. You didn't know that your identity. Which defines your purpose. Can actually protect your life. If you know what you are living for in this life. And God said. I created you to accomplish this. No matter. What comes your way? You will not die untimely. You will not die untimely, child of God. You have to live to declare the glory of God in the land of the living. You will live to serve God. You will live to fulfill the vision of God. When you stand before God, you will hear a faithful servant. They couldn't, they couldn't take Jesus out because the Bible says his hour had not yet come. And many of the people believe in him and said, when the Christ comes, will he do more signs than these which this man has done? Oh my God, they still believe in him, but they could not believe in him as the Christ. Who are you? Your identity. It's a serious matter. Jesus Christ struggled with that with the people. So we're not the only one. Now, let me jump to 40 to 52 quickly. It says, therefore, many from the crowd when the heart this saying said, truly, this is the prophet. Wow. They're all trying to contemplate who is Jesus. Even our day and age, who is Jesus? Do you only see Jesus as a savior? That's it. He saved my life. That's it. But when you're in need, he cannot provide. When you're sick, he's not the master physician. You run to your doctor. The only thing that you know about Jesus, he is the savior. That's all. Polarity of purpose. 
is this the prophet? Others said, this is the Christ. They were talking among each other. It is the prophet. He is the Christ. Same with John the Baptist. Now the same with Jesus. But some said, will the Christ come out of Galilee? Remember, this was a similar statement from Nathaniel. He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You see the familiarity in place. Ah, God. Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Previously, we read that. Previously, we read when they said, um, let me see. Uh, we know where this man is from. Wow. However, we know where this man is from. And now, some of them are saying that. Will the Christ come? Out of Galilee. With such a person. Who God is using mightily. Come out of a particular region. A particular place. A particular community in Toronto. Wow. Serious questions. In your family. Will the next president. The next prime minister. The next pastor. Come from such a family. Such a place, such a community, such a neighborhood. Verse 42, it says, Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David? Indeed, Jesus came from the seed of David. And from the town of Bethlehem where David was. He did. So there was a division among the people because of him. Oh God. Because of who you are, your identity, and your purpose, there will be division. Some people are not sure who you are, my brother. Some people are not sure who you are, my sister. Some people don't want to believe that you are a worshiper. Some people don't want to believe that you are a woman of God. Some people don't want to believe that you are a man of God. Some people will believe that you are a man of God, that you are a woman of God. Now the question is, whose report are you going to hear? Whose report are you going to hear? What words are you going to speak to yourself? It all boils down to you. Jesus was very sure of himself. John the Baptist, not so. Some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him. Again, his purpose kept on preserving him. His identity. So now, let's jump to... Um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 1 to 18. I have a few more scriptures, then I'm done. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 1 to 18. I'm just going to read briefly. Now it came to pass, when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard, had heard in prison about the works of Christ, previously, John the Baptist, while he was fulfilling his ministry, he says something against Herod and um, he got himself in trouble, right? And then the daughter was dancing heavily, witchcraft, and then she requested for the head of John the Baptist. Can you imagine the head of a man of God? The head of a man of God. And now the Bible says while he was in prison, oh God, while he was in prison, he questioned Jesus, the person whom God has revealed. 
Oka, sometimes life can humble you. Life can make you question who you are. Circumstances, our surroundings can make us to think twice. Is this God real? Is God true? Is God really loving and caring? Why am I on this earth? Does God really have a plan for me? Why is my life like this? Are my children going to come back home? Is Canada going to be better? Is Toronto going to be a better city? And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, can you imagine that the works of Christ was actually <laughs> being reported in prison? And John heard about it. He heard about it. And he sent two of his disciples. And he said to him, Oh my God, are you the coming one or do we look for another? This is very sad. This is very sad. This guy received revelation from heaven. He heard the voice of God like thunder, lightning from heaven. And the Holy Spirit came down. Sometimes we want to believe God when we see. That's what happened to the children of God. They saw miraculous things. They saw signs and wonders. They still pastored. They could not believe in God. You could see. You could hear the voice of God. And still have unbelief. Chronic unbelief. Sometimes life circumstances can make you question God. I can attest to that. It's true. God, are you for real? God, do you love me? God, did you really call me? I can relate with John the Baptist. Some of us, we can relate with this great man of God. After all, he received that great revelation. God the Father spoke and the the Holy Spirit ascended. Descended. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now you're questioning the identity of Jesus just like the devil did. Are you the coming one? Or do we look for another? This is where false religion, false Christ are going to come. False prophets are going to come. Because we're going to come to that point where we are tired of our religion. Jesus, we're tired of Jesus to the point we're looking for another. We have been hearing that Jesus is coming soon. We have been hearing that. And then somebody will come from the blue. I am Jesus. If you're not careful, you will just walk along. Because he said in the last days, there will be false prophets and false Christ. Because why? This Christ that we believe in is not enough. It's not sufficient. After all the good experiences you have had. That is why one thing I like about men of God who preach a balanced gospel. Where it's not just about happy, happy, happy. Life, life is hard. It has to be balanced. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But cheer up, I've overcome the world. That's the fact. He said, what they did to me, your teacher, they'll do to you as well. But if it's just about happy, 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 no suffering, no. All those things are going to come. Because the Bible says, there are many sorrows, many troubles with the righteous, but God will deliver them all. Amen? So let's leave 
a balanced, holistic gospel. Not just happy. Because people might think, oh, oh, I gave my life to Jesus. All is well. Oh, everything. Yes, all will be well. But are you, do we prepare them when life knocks them down? Do we prepare them? Do we prepare our children? We just give them whatever they want? When they go out there in the workforce, when they go out there in real life, they're not ready, crying out to mommy. We live in a society where the young adults are like children. They are weak. They run to the government. They are weak because why? We as parents, we have failed them. We have given them all that they want, all that they desire. TV, entertainment, everything. John the Baptist was in a position where he questioned himself as a man of God and he also questioned the one he represents. He said, are you the coming one or do we look for another? That do we look for another is very scary. It's very, very, very scary. Does that mean that Jesus is not enough? Jesus is not sufficient. Jesus is not all powerful. That's why some of the disciples, they ran away. That is why, children of God, read the Bible for yourself. And whatever the Bible states, just, just live your life based on the word of God. It tells you realities. It tells you the good and the bad. It tells you everything. But if you're just trying to bring your own preconceived idea into the Bible, thinking that this is, this is, this is, oh, no, if God is so loving, why would this happen? If that, no. God is so real. We are not real. We want everything to be happy, happy. We want the Bible to be the most, like, perfect book. No. God is perfect. The Bible recorded imperfect human beings, their actions in this book. And that's what we are reading. When they, some of them, they question God, like Abacock. God, why are you allowing the, the wicked to prosper? But we'll shun these people. People like Peter denied Jesus. Thomas doubted Jesus. That's just the human nature, the realities of life. God is not hiding nothing to let us know that this is real. I'm not surprised. But one thing about the love of God, he will still love you. <laughs> he will still have a plan for your life. He will still change you. He will still use you. Amen? That's the beauty. He will see all the good, the bad, the beautiful, and the ugly, and he will still accept you and use you and change you and bless you and love you. Amen? Praise God. Let me finish this up. Um, Jesus answered and said to them, Wow, go. You disciples of John, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Jesus did not rebuke John. Our master God. He just said, John, you disappointed me. John, you let me down. A man of God. You had one of the greatest honor in life to be my forerunner. But look at this question. No. No. Jesus, so compassionate. He understands. He sees. Just like Ega, when she was desperate, say you're the God who sees. When I cannot see what's in your heart, but I can judge you based on your action. But only God sees your intent. He said, go and tell John the things which you, see, you hear and see. Not only John has heard, 
Now, I want you to go and report what you guys have heard and what you guys are seeing. Both seeing and hearing are essential when it comes to our faith. But most times, we just you can still see and not believe. You can hear and not believe. Amen? You can hear and believe. You can see and believe. It's up to you. Choose which one. Jesus said, blessed is he who hears and believes. The blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. He was just trying to encourage John. John, I am still <laughs> the Messiah. I am still the Christ. And I have evidence. And these are the evidence. These are the proofs. The blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The dead are raised. Who can do this? Only the Messiah. Chosen by God. A mere prophet can't really do this. So John, I am still he. The Messiah. Don't worry. Amen? And don't be offended by me. I know you went in prison because of me. You spoke the truth. Oh, blessed are you. And Jesus, no, just, oh my God. I like how Jesus, what Jesus did as they departed. Oh my God. Not only he spoke, he spoke to give um, John disciple word of encouragement for John. When his disciples left, he continued to speak positive things about John the Baptist. You look at the human relationship of Jesus Christ. Look at the human relationship of Jesus Christ. Even though John was in that predicament. Some of us, when somebody's in that predicament, we'll talk. CNN, CP24. Let the whole world know that, ah, that woman of God is in prison. Hey, she went to UG. She didn't come back. No. This is what Jesus did. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John. Wow. He prepared a sermon just for John. Just for John. What do you, again, he, it's also in line with who is John. <laughs> what did you go out into the wilderness to see? <laughs> A reed shaken by the wind? Hmm. Okay, but what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? These are all physical attributes and, 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 and his surrounding. Those who wear soft clothing are in king's house. But what did you go out to see? Oh my God. A prophet? Yes. But John, when they asked him, John, who are you? He denied that he was a prophet. But now hear from Jesus himself. Jesus confirmed that John, you are indeed a prophet. Sometimes we don't know who we are. Since you don't know who you are, go to God. Go to God because God knows you. You don't know yourself. You might try to define yourself all kind of way. Yes, John defined himself as a forerunner. But he didn't know that he was a prophet. We just heard this from John, from Jesus right now. A prophet? Yes. When you go out and see, what do you see? A prophet? Yes. Not just a man in a soft clothing. Woman. We'll see you in, in the streets, you know, looking all beautiful. That's how we see you guys. That's how we identify you guys. 
But can a man identify you that, ah, oh, that's a brilliant woman. That's a woman of God. That's a worshiper. I don't want to start describing you based on your body, based on your, on your clothing. When I go out, what do I want to see? You standing up worshiping God. You standing up preaching the gospel. You standing up for the poor. Like the Proverbs chapter 31 woman. That's what we want to go out. That's what the children, when the children want to go out and see, mommy, who loves God. What do you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. Wow. For this is he of whom it is written. Even Jesus himself quoted the scripture just to give emphasis that, yeah, this John the Baptist is not just an ordinary man. Is actually in the Bible, in the Old Testament. John himself quoted it. Jesus is also quoting it, which shows that they are connected. Spiritually, they are connected. Amen? Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. As surely I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. That's how powerful this man is. But he was in prison though. You see how God, oh my God, God, just like, that's, you, see, you see, look at Job. When Satan was trying to accuse the man of God, God will never say anything bad about you. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Even Joshua with his filter garment. Because God knows who you are. Who you really, really are. But we don't know. And the people around us don't know. He said, John is a great man. What a privilege for him to be my messenger. And from the days of John, and then, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffer violent and the violent take it by force. This is my own theory. Again, it's not in the Bible, but this is just my own speculation. The death of John the Baptist was, was not his time. Honestly, I felt like he could have done more. He could have done more. Do you know that you can actually die before your time? People can die before their time. We live in a wicked world. Jesus Christ, you know how many attempted murder when he was a baby? And all that children actually died because of Jesus? Why? He carried a mantle. A purpose to save humanity. John the Baptist too. So, child of God, ah, your purpose is dangerous in the kingdom of hell. Ah, your purpose is dangerous in the kingdom of hell. And they have marked you for death. So, if, you don't, if you're not careful how you live your life, if you're not careful how, oh my God. That is why if you look at every man of God in the Bible from Moses when, he, when God had a significant purpose in his life, Satan marked him. As a result, all that children died. Joseph, <laughs> if the Egypt could not mark you, your own family members will mark you. Joseph, his own family members marked him out. When he was young, that's how serious it is. When you have, that's why, your identity and your purpose, they are connected. Satan said, if you are the son of God, 
You are the son of God. You claim to be the son of God. Do you know what that's going to do in the kingdom of darkness? A son of God coming to save humanity? I'm scared. No, I don't think you're the son of God. Now, God is, I've called you, I've ordained you to be a minister. I've ordained you to be a worshiper. Do you know that Satan is going to be happy with you? Whenever you sing, whenever you preach, whenever you evangelize, do you think that he's going to be happy with you? Playing all this happy, happy with you? No! Because he knows that your purpose is so significant that many souls are going to become, come give their life to Jesus. He doesn't want that. Why? It's all about kingdom. The kingdom of light, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of hell, and the kingdom of darkness. That's why Jesus made this statement that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force you have to be ruthless for your destiny you have to fight for your destiny don't give up on your destiny don't give up on what god has called you to do it doesn't matter how long keep fighting you have failed so many times keep going you have tried this ministry it didn't work you have tried keep going as long as god has not given up on you <laughs> don't give up on yourself the only time you give up on yourself is when God says, I'm giving up on you. But that will never happen. Amen? So don't ever, ever embrace such thought of giving up. Fight. Just to warn you, your purpose is big. And the enemy is not going to make it easy for you to accomplish it, to fulfill it. Every great man of God or every great person on this earth, they have gone through a lot for them to, for, for them to fulfill their greatness. I'm telling you, it's not cheap. You have to pay a price. Remember when the, uh, the disciples, the mom came, oh, Jesus, one of my sons should sit at your right hand. They're like, ah, it's, ah, are you guys able to drink the cup? You want the crown, but you don't want the cup. You want to be a prince, but you don't want to go through prison. <laughs> Christianity is not easy. I'm telling you, you don't want to pay the price. There's a price for everything. Even salvation. You and I coming in front of Jesus uh, before God. It's because of somebody's blood shed on the cross. It wasn't free, child of God. So let me continue. And, um, and this kingdom of God suffers violence. Okay. And then who takes it by force? <laughs> the violent take it by force. When Satan is messing up your home, messing up your children, messing up your happiness... What I like about David, David expressed himself that God, this, this is, these are the things that my enemies are doing to me. God, do I read the book of Psalms. Why are you trying to be soft in life? Other people are pretending, oh, LGBT, promoting all this garbage. Our children have been indoctrinated in school. And we as believers, we're just sitting down, oh, tolerance, oh, inclusiveness, oh, all this nonsense. We're playing baby Christians. For the sake of your children, fight for them. Fight for the woman's right. Men don't want to be women. This has been nice, nice, now they're using love, love to come out like. That's what the Bible said. They sit and appear as an angel of light in the name of love, love. Love is harsh. Love is truthful. Love is truth. Love is truth. All this acceptance, trying to be inclusive. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Tell me like it is. Tell me like it is. That you're a man, not a woman. Don't try to like, pat me. Tell me like it is. For all the prophets and the law prophesy 
unto John. And if you're willing to receive it, oh my God, he is Elijah who is to come. This was the same thing that they said. Are you Elijah? One thing that baffles my mind. Do you know that these people, they were waiting for the forerunner and the Messiah. They were waiting for the forerunner and the Messiah. They were waiting for them. So they know the scriptures. But when, when the forerunner and the Messiah came, they were still contemplating. Are these guys for real? John, are you truly the forerunner? Jesus, are you truly the Christ? They knew the scriptures. They had knowledge of the Torah. That's why Jesus said, and if you are willing to receive it, it is Elijah that you guys have been waiting for. John is not only a prophet. He is Elijah that you guys are waiting for. So Jesus not only identified John based on his spiritual vocation, but also identify him based on somebody else's grace and spirit and mantle, Elijah. In the spirit of Elijah, who is to come? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I'm going to stop there. And then let me, last one, John 18, 4 to 9. And then that's pretty much it. John 18, 4 to 9 to conclude this. And then we are going to pray. Um, John 18, 4 to 9. Jesus, therefore, Knowing all things that will come upon him, went forward and said to them. Okay, before I read that, let me see. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, to Judas, having received detachments of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, churches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all these things that will come upon him, went forward and said to them, Who are you seeking? Again, the question is, Who are you looking for? Hmm. The answer, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Sometimes we identify ourselves based on our birthplace. Yes, Jesus is Jesus of Nazareth. The Nazarene, that's who he is. He didn't neglect, he didn't, he didn't neglect his, birth, his birthplace, his background. He's a Jew. Jesus is not black. Don't let this rest of friends keep telling that Jesus is black. You know, Jesus is not white. Jesus is not black. Jesus is from Middle East. <laughs> that, that's where it's from. Based on the Bible. You understand? It's not based on me. So Jesus ain't black. You know, that's not like Jesus is from Ethiopia. Eh? That's not true. <laughs> because Jesus himself said, when they said, we're looking for who? Jesus of Nazareth. What did he say? <laughs> I am he. It is um, Jesus from, from Ethiopia, Jesus from Kush, or Jesus from Italy, Jesus from Rome. That's a lie. Amen? If we're going by the scripture, I am he. That's how he identified himself. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when they said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, whom are you seeking? And then they said, Jesus, wow. Jesus of Nazareth. It was so powerful that they fell back. Identify himself. I am he. That I am that I am. Amen. I am that I am. Who dare to touch God's anointed? That's what he, that's what he said. He said, he, it's not in their own making. They cannot touch Jesus. Jesus offered himself. 
You know, when the police will come, they will actually go and touch you. No, 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 no. So Jesus, Jesus actually offers him, okay, guys, come touch me. I'll let you touch me. They didn't come forcefully. Jesus, you're under arrest, guilty. No, no, no. He allowed them. <laughs> come, come, because why? This is my purpose. This is my assignment. Amen. Amen. Finally, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. Child of God, you see that? If you seek me, you guys came for me, but let these, my disciple, go their way. Let them go their way. You have come. Do you know why? You see, Sometimes when people fight us, they're not actually fighting idiots. They are fighting Jesus. When people are against you, they are against Jesus. Your own family member, same blood, they are fighting you, mommy. You might think they are fighting. They're not fighting. They are fighting Jesus. Because whatsoever is in them, greater is he that is in you. So whatever is in them is fighting against you. The two cannot meet. So they're not really fighting because the Bible would not wrestle against flesh and blood. They are fighting against Jesus. Since Judas came to attack Jesus, Jesus said, okay, you come to me, but leave these ones. Let them go. Let them go your way. The battle is not theirs. It's between you and I. Amen? That the sin might be fulfilled which he spoke of those whom you gave me. I have not lost none. While they were with Jesus, they were protected. It was when Jesus was gone. That was when they died. There's no way you can be with Jesus and lose your life like that. There's no way you can believe in Jesus and beheaded. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I don't believe that. There's no way. If we are following the scripture, wherever you are, let's just stand up right now and just and just and just worship him. Just worship the King of Kings. Just worship the Messiah. Just worship the Christ. Just worship him. Just worship him. Oh my, even at times when we have doubts, we don't even know who we are. He said, he said, you can see the lame can walk, the blind can see, the mute can speak, the dead are raising all because I am the Christ. I am the anointed one. I am the king of kings. Oh Lord, that is who you are. That is your identity, oh God. That is how you define yourself. That is your truth. That is your purpose, oh God. You are the master physician. You are the savior. You are the deliverer, oh God Almighty. You're the one who saves, oh God. That is who you are, God.